Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Be with us this day as we hear your word and reflect on your promises. And grant that your spirit may fill us with a wonderful sense of hope and joy and love at your presence. And let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. These words from Hebrews 13 present a wonderful promise. The good news of God's constant love for me and for you. Let's think together this morning for a few minutes about what it means to say that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Perhaps we could begin by acknowledging that from our human perspective, change is the most pervasive thing in our experience. The Greek Heraclitus said it 2,500 years ago, there is nothing permanent except change. And everything changes. We can start with ourselves. Most of us, by the time we get to be a certain age, have become incredibly aware of physical changes. You know, the aches and the pains and the stiffness that say to us a hundred times a day, you're no longer as young as you used to be. Or we find our mind not as sharp as it once was, or our patience a little shorter than it once was. We know that we change. The natural world around us changes. Most mornings I get up around 5 o'clock to pray and to read, and and that's when I really notice it, week by week. The the sun rises a little later, and often even in these warm summer days, there's a bit of a chill in the air now in the early morning. And of course, soon the leaves will change and fall, and autumn will be upon us, and then winter, and that happens every single year. But it always makes us reflect on the inevitability of change. The people in our lives change. The last several years, I've gotten together every couple of years with a bunch of guys I roomed with in college. And last year when we were together, we spent one entire evening thinking about other people that we knew way back then, other roommates, classmates, old girlfriends, Googling them trying to find out whatever happened to them. They were people to whom we were once close, but over the years they drifted away. In a couple of weeks, we're getting together once again, probably for the last time, because one of these old friends has a terminal illness and is not likely to live more than a few more months. The people in our lives change. Institutions change. The other day I drove down to the Bay Area. There's a place on Interstate 80 just on the other side of the Carquinas Bridge where if I look up at just the right time, I can see the church building of the first parish that I served. It's a very different place now than it was then. We discovered this several years ago when we went to a 125th anniversary celebration there. When I arrived there in 1975, the congregation was all white and mostly elderly. 
during the six years I was there that started to change. And today, 45 years later, only about half of the congregation is white. The rest predominantly Filipino, though several other ethnic groups well represented. And the place is busting at the seams with small children. Institutions change. Even our faith seems to change. Flannery O'Connor was a, a wonderful Southern writer whose short stories reflect in a, in a sometimes rather odd way, but always very engaging, her vibrant Christian faith. In a letter to a college student, she once wrote, even in the life of a Christian, faith rises and falls like the tides of an invisible sea. That feels true to me. There are times when I feel very close to God, strong in my faith, and then there are times when my faith is dry and my love to Christ grows weak, times when I am tossed about by many a conflict, many a doubt, fightings and fears within, without. Maybe you know that feeling as well. Even our faith seems to change. And yet, our need for Christ never changes. Someone once said, just because everything is different doesn't mean anything has changed. And that is because the human condition never changes. As much as we try to convince ourselves that we're more enlightened and sophisticated and advanced than any other people in human history, in the most important respects, that's simply not true. Our need for Christ never changes. Each week in our liturgy, we confess our sins, and we do that because we know that each week we have sinned in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we've left undone. We need only read the Bible to see that this is nothing new. Our human predilection toward pride and greed and lust and envy and all the rest, they're not much different now from two or three millennia ago. Our present struggles with sin, our struggles with loneliness and sorrow and death, they're so similar to those of biblical people that we can use their words to express our deepest needs. And what we need is Christ, the Savior. We need to know that he is there for us, that he loves us, that he will not desert us. In short, we need to know that he is the same yesterday today, and forever, that his love and his mercy for us never changes. And that is just what this text promises. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In this world where everything else seems to be in constant flux, there is one thing that does not change, and that is Christ. He is the same. In the Orkney Islands off the rugged shores of Scotland, there is one island more barren and bleak than any other. It's called Lamholm. So isolated and desolate is this island that it was made a camp for Italian prisoners of war during World War II. You can imagine how the stark and cold island impressed the young men who had grown up in the warm Mediterranean climate. And when those prisoners departed at the end of the war, they left something behind. It was a tiny chapel 
They had built it with their own hands out of whatever they could find, driftwood, rocks, tin cans, garbage. Why would they build a church in that desolate place? Well, we can only guess. My guess is that in a situation where everything else seemed strange and foreign and inhospitable to them, a church was a reminder of the one who does not change, but who remains constant and faithful. I've always loved the hymn, Abide With Me. It's said that the author, the Reverend Henry Light, wrote it when he found it necessary to resign from his parish because of ill health. And I'm always especially struck by the line, Change and decay in all around I see, O thou who changest not, abide with me. When everything else seems to change, when the center will not hold, There is one who changes not, one who abides with us. That one is Christ. I suppose it's the result of turning 70 a few weeks ago, but more and more often these days, I find myself getting into a mood of reflection on the past, especially on my life. That's probably a good thing as long as I don't get stuck there. I see so many changes in myself over the years. Some of them I don't like so much, things at which I failed, people I failed, hopes and goals and dreams and intentions where I've fallen short. Some changes in my life I like, deeper understanding of some things, some successes, some growth in my knowledge and love of God, though not nearly enough. One thing in my life has not changed, and that is Christ. He is still the one who loves this sinner with a love that will not give up, the one who encourages me, who prods me, who sometimes disciplines me, but who always holds me close. The other day, the wife of a second cousin of mine died after a long battle with cancer. My cousin is Swedish, and we had the joy of meeting him and his wife for the first time when we were in Sweden a couple of years ago. We enjoyed them very much. They were the very picture of warm hospitality and welcome. My cousin posted news of his wife's death on Facebook this week. It was in Swedish, of course, and I don't read Swedish, but, you know, Google Translate does a pretty good job. And I was very moved by what he wrote. My grief, he said, is unspeakable after walking by her side for over 50 years. Walking by her side. What a wonderful way that is of describing a relationship, whether it be a marriage or a friendship. And and it's sometimes how we describe our relationship with Christ. He, He walks beside us, not just now and then, not just for a season, but day by day, every day. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The English bishop, Timothy Dudley Smith, wrote a hymn a few years ago based on this text from Hebrews. Let me share a few lines with you. O Christ, the same through all our stories' pages, 
our loves and hopes, our failures and our fears. Eternal Lord, the King of all the ages, unchanging still amid the passing years. O Lord of love, for all our joys and sorrows, for all our hopes, when earth shall fade and flee, O Christ the same. Beyond our brief tomorrows, we bring our thanks for all that is to be. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.